I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. back so joe this is just a little snippet of how podcasts work are you taking notes joe <laughs> yeah yes look at him taking notes um what well, hang on this is how a podcast is meant to work yeah 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 no well, format just roll with it i had i had all this insecurity um and worries that what i was doing with my podcast with tom Fordyce mm. and steve that we were really unprofessional and really shit. You had a bit of imposter syndrome. Yeah, exactly, say. as described by uh, Jamie Lang there. Uh, <laughs> however, having sat through this for the last half hour, I'm more than happy with what we're producing. Um, because if you if you guys are one of the top, then fuck me dead. <laughs> yeah, this is this is it, baby. Okay. Hey, also, I got a I got a question for you, Joe. Another one. Yeah, yeah. We just ended. The last bit on a question. Yeah, well, here's another question for you. I got it. For, I got it from Hugo. Send it through. Why do people call you croissant? <laughs> Joe Marla, why do people call you croissant? <laughs> He's very sorry. <laughs> you, you think it's play on? You, you're, you're texting behind my back now whilst I'm still recording inside information to someone that shouldn't know anything about that information. Mamba, Mamba, behave yourself. <laughs> he hasn't given me an explanation, so I don't know what it is. It's just he says, ask Joe. Ask Joe why he calls, why people call him cross I'm curious now, I want to know. This is fucking bullshit. Bye, Hoops. Um, yeah. What, what was the question it? again? <laughs> why? Joe Marler, why do people call you croissant? Um, I I always thought that it was croissant, not croissant. It is croissant. Yeah, it's croissant. It, it, Francis, is he saying it wrong? He's saying yeah, it I wrong, say croissant. Yeah. It's croissant. It is croissant. croissant. It's French. So, croissant. so why are you saying it croissant? I don't know. Because he thinks just... it's cool. 
<laughs> what do you mean? About the, You're so a... Shoreditch. You're so Shoreditch. <laughs> he doesn't even care how it's pronounced. Fuck it. Uh, you got, have you got tweed trousers on? Yeah. He's got tweed said, trousers on and said, they're corduroy. How do you get corduroy tweed? I don't know. You buy it in fucking Shoreditch. That's you, wait, so you, you can't... Uh, you, talk even the person who's got a mullet. Like, what are you talking about? I don't about? have a mullet. I've got a very lengthy, rec- lengthy at the back, short at the front, receding mohawk thing just to try and hide the receding. What do you go bits. in, what do you ask for when you get for, have a haircut? The usual. So yeah. can have the usual. And what do they go? Well, we're going to do a mullet for you. They go, yeah, it's nice to see you. We saw you two weeks ago, so we know what the usual is. I don't have to explain the haircut every time, do I? <laughs> wait, wait, you, oh, Joe, what do you want here. this week? <laughs> Oh, what, you want a little Peaky Blinder number? Do you want a perm? Oh, what's it? Like, it's just the usual. That's what I asked for. I said it's the usual. Uh, and the croissant chat is because I'm not even answering it. I'm not giving him the satisfaction. You're not going to answer it? All right, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I ask, ask him next time you see him, if you're still in contact. Uh, well, clearly you are. Yeah. Um, why they call him the Mamba. <laughs> Can I get an answer to uh, the really? No, not yet. Oh. We control this podcast. Can I give a new answer what, for the for the worst year in uh, to be alive? Yeah, yeah, right. No, no, I'm sticking with 1066, the Great Fire of London. All right. And Jamie, you sure. want to stick with your answer? Yeah, I'm sticking with my answer. Also, 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 Joe, we have to because a lot of your a lot of rugby fans are going to be listening right now. You've got a lot of them out there. What are you What are you listening for? Was that the doorbell? What's the matter? Sorry. I think my daughter's strangling my son. Oh. <laughs> Maggie, leave him alone! Shouting out of a bedroom door. <laughs> Shouting out of them. Well, Wait. it's the only option I've got because someone said yes to doing this podcast. <laughs> Wait, so you've had a lot of caps, right? Do you think when it's all over, you will miss it or you'll be kind of like, okay, no, time to hang up the boots. I'm actually done with it. Well, I've quit twice already, um, so I kind of I kind of know, and the sort of answer is no, I did miss it, and so that's why I came back again. Yeah, why um, did you quit? Just because I really um, enjoy retirement parties. Um, <laughs> you can go to town, you can say what you want to people because you're like, I'm never going to see you again, and then you unretire six months later, and you go, Fuck, I'm really sorry that I called you that at the end of thing. I didn't mean a word of it. Can I have another contract? Have you actually had two <laughs> retirement parties? No, funnily enough, I, I didn't actually manage to um, create enough friendships or bonds <laughs> over my rugby career for people to throw me a retirement party. You know, So <laughs> that's why I've come back the third time <laughs> to try and make a couple of friends in the yeah. game to then go out on better terms um, <laughs> and hopefully, you know, a couple of like freebies. Oh, here's, here's a, a bottle of wine. Thanks for everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, have you heard of this really cool place called Bougies? They do lovely <laughs> fish bowls. Um, maybe something like that. But but because it is, because they're, you know, it, and this is this is a serious, this is another serious question. Because um, there is, here we go. <laughs> this actually is a serious question. Because there is, you know, especially in sport, right? There's uh Lot, and I know you've got buddies <clears throat> who this has happened to where you leave sport and you kind of lose that sense of purpose and it's tough and you know there's uh, you know Ed Jackson you know Ed, ja- Ed Jackson he set up his amazing charity where they support 
rugby players and stuff like that who who have retired and all these different things. And and it's tough for a lot of people, right? Because you play rugby your entire life or play a sport your entire life and then it finishes and then you think, well, what is my, where's my identity gone? Yeah, that happens to people. It's definitely tough for, for, for boys that have done that all their life. Um, you know, sticking to the daily schedules, being told what to do, mm. that autonomy of, right, I know what I'm doing on a Monday, I know what I'm doing on a Tuesday, right, my day on a Wednesday, like it's... And then once it's taken away, you then go, oh, shit, Uh, what do I do now? It's a little bit like, I'm guessing it's like when we first had our children, when we had had our first uh, boy, Jasper, and you you have the baby, which obviously is easy for me because I'm not the one trying to push a bus through like um, (laughs) a 10 centimetre hole, which by all accounts is tough. Um, uh, It's... You get back home and then yeah. it's you and your partner with your baby and there's mm. no nurses there anymore. There's no like support machines. There's no someone you're in to own. say, oh, is it, you're on your own. And you go, fuck, I've, we've got to work out a way to try and make this uh, human uh, survive. And I know it's not a great analogy, but, no, but the, I understand the, it, fe- yeah. the feeling I got, you, you players tend to get is, right, what next? And you'd like to think that a lot of the boys try and put something in place before that happens. Mm. You know, a, a good friend of mine, Ollie Cohn, who uh, had, uh, what's the word? A very um, overexcitable appetite for uh, anything with high levels of fat in. So sausages and crackling were his go-to snack. Mm. So then he thought, oh, I really like that. So why don't I try and set up a sausage company in the last three or four years of my playing career alongside it. And now he's fucking a gazillionaire laughing, selling sausages out his ass. He doesn't actually do that because I don't think you get uh, (laughs) a food safety certificate doing that. You might struggle. Um, But yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely something that boys, you know, and girls playing the game professionally have to consider because rugby's great whilst, whilst it lasts, but it's not a, it's not a lifetime career. And there's very few people that are able to then stay in rugby, be it in media like Ugo in, in mm. punditry or as a rugby coach. There's only a small amount of jobs. So it's... But also, mate, being a prop, which you are, a loose head prop, that's tough. Like rugby's tough on the body, let alone being a prop. That's Your, your body starts to break down a little bit, surely. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't advise... Um, doing rugby if you want a healthy body after 35 years of age but you're right I didn't choose to be a prop my body chose to be a prop because um, of my massive tyre and muffin top and the fact that I I plod round a pitch not run round a pitch um, which people slag off sometimes they're like oh you're not fit enough or you're too fat you need to be an elite athlete and I'm like no, that's the point of rugby. The point of rugby, the beauty, the the number one beauty of rugby is that anyone, any size, yeah. you you're a prime example of this, Jamie. I saw yeah. you in that um Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rugby aid thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Terry Hollands, who was twenty four, twenty five stone, and then there's got you who's like nine and a half stone soaking wet, <laughs> playing in the same sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing yeah, yeah, against yeah. each other. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um it's that's what I love the most about it. There's there's room for any shape, creed, colour, sexuality, anything in in our sport. 
that's great though that it has that because I think think the fact that that rugby is it's it's basically rugby out of all sports is meant to be the sort of manliest one right you're meant to be a real man when you 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 play rugby but the fact that it is so diverse and so open and actually it's it's actually I don't I feel like there's not maybe you maybe you correct me here and there probably are but there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of egos in rugby because it gets knocked out pretty quickly or is that is that totally wrong <laughs> yeah it's wrong obviously there we go uh there's egos in every walk of life you never you can't say not in the podcasting doesn't... world baby we, we we're all totally chillers over here we don't care we yeah. don't care Jamie's very modest. Um, he's got me. Mm, he's got a lot to be yeah, modest hum- about. Let's face it. Humble as he sips on his um, Vosvater. <laughs> Fuck! It's an Evian. What are you? Oh, talking? there we go. Two <laughs> nil. Thank you. It's too easy. I think it's, it's pronounced Evian. What are you talking about, croissant? There we are. Thank you. Oh, he's gone with a croissant. Is he? Okay, fine. But it is. But I just think that um, in terms of other professional sports, if you look at the likes of you know American sports, or you look at football, the money in those sports is crazy, 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 crazy big, and players are just playing. They feel like it feels like sometimes they lose the love and they just play because they're being paid to do it. Where in rugby, there's always that like passion there and always the love for the sport. You know, you guys aren't paid as much as. Where's the, he going you know, with this? I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the question. I know there's something. There's definitely a question somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, so Joe, basically, you're not making as much as the American football players, right? <laughs> so Joe, you don't. You've got no money. You've got a bit of a hobo look about you. Uh, you seem really humble. Have you got an ego? Yeah, I've got a massive ego, actually. Joe, let's face it, it's not about the money, is it? For you? <laughs> You just do it for the love, surely, because look at you. You've got, like, wallpaper coming off your son's wall. Like, this is ridiculous. What is he going on about? He's just rambling. I was trying to get to a point. I don't know what I was trying to get to, but I was trying to get to Jamie, is there a question? I don't really know if there was. I was just trying to think. I was trying to think that I think rugby has remained like a, a sort of a friend's game, I feel. It's, does that make sense? It's kind of like, you, above any sort, it's still the group of mates girls or guys coming together and playing a sport. I feel like that's what it's like. You know, you, you have arguments, you have these things, there are, but it's, when you're off the field, everyone's sort of mate again, you have a beer. Is that not the case? Apart from when you grabbed Alan Wynne Jones's genitals. <laughs> wow, so you, you, you bridged from rambling like that, how oh, rugby's this wonderful sport, it should be put up on, on a pedestal. Everyone's so humble because actually they don't get paid any money. But quite frankly, they don't need to get paid any money because they're all from uh, middle, upper-class backgrounds already because it's already a middle, upper-class uh, sport. So they don't actually need extra money because they're gazillionaires anyway. They're going to inherit it all anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. So that's why, you know, it's not... And there's no egos except there is egos and... Uh, and then you went, so how about grabbing Alan Wynne Jones's dick? And uh, just to clarify on that, I didn't grab his dick. Um, yes, I was charged with um, uh, contrary to sportsmanship, like mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, section twelve point one, uh, either grabbing, twisting, or what was the other word? Is that what happens? Is that touching, what they, is that touching, what touching gel- genitalia. Not touching. It was grabbing, twisting, hitting genitalia, mm. um, of which I didn't do any of them. I simply 
gave him a friendly tickle um, <laughs> on the basis of I thought me and him, you know, it was just it was a wrong wrong place, wrong wrong time, wrong place situation to which you I, you had I got I got slapped with a uh, ten week ban and you know ten swiftly weeks. That is yeah, but, but then but then COVID hit, so you didn't even it was all right though, wasn't it? Is that right or no? Is there a question? <laughs> yeah, that was so my fine. question again. <laughs> that was told you it was the worst year ever. <laughs> uh, I, I, I served my ten week ban. That is my answer to the question. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You did. You served your ten week ban, and it's fair enough. You did. You served it. There, there have been some comments that COVID started after <laughs> I tickled. I was like, I'm not having that. You can't possibly blame me. For yes, COVID. It's I'm true, sorry. you can't. I served my 10 I will accept my responsibility for the foul play that I committed. However, I did not cause a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> um, although my ego in me would like to think that I did, actually. you know. Imagine if that was really how it started. That would be... Oh, God. <laughs> that's, as, that's as ridiculous as David Icke saying that it was 5G. Sake, David Ike. Sake. We nearly had him on the podcast, but then you but haven't then, had him. No, no, no. We, we honestly, we, yeah, we put it, we, we put his name out and said we're going to get David Ike on, and we got quite a lot of abuse back. <laughs> so well, we no, there were just some people who were really passionate about not having him on, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that are passionate about having him on and talking about the lizard people that uh, control yeah. the world. Jamie, for one, <laughs> I wanted to talk about serpents. Joe, also, you you wrote a book. I did. I did write a book. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you no for worries, reminding yeah. me to plug that. No, no, hey, it's actually not even a plug. It's just oh, actually. Thanks. It's just you S- did. Subtle, subtle. Just bring it up. You know. You 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 wrote a book. Yes. It, it's it called. called hey, it's, it's Christmas, called, Joe. It's wait, Christmas wait time. It. <laughs> wait for it. Wait for this one. That was a drum roll, and it's called Loosehead: The Confessions of an Un professional rugby player um why do you, you like what we've done there loose head uh well yeah if, i like the pun it's great well if you uh if you purchase the book uh for a reasonable price of um fuck what's the price 13.99 uh, if you purchase the book uh from any good bookstore any good bookstore then you'll find out why it says unprofessional rugby player because some of the stories are slightly Hey, unprofessional. Does this have anything to do with what? why you're called croissant? <laughs> uh, what's uh, what's that squeaking noise? Someone's doors going. I don't know. What was that? I thought that was going from you. I it thought it was the, you. It was the... <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Francis, is it? It's yeah, someone in his room. There's someone no, in his room now. In the door. Um, <laughs> wait, Joe. But hang on. So, so can you give us a little snippet of one of the stories, like a, a, a good story from the it? Croissant that we story. Can... <laughs> <laughs> Can you give a good story so you can be like, oh, that's quite interesting to go and get? There's no, there's no, uh, there's no croissant, there's no story to the croissant story, I'm afraid, Francis. Oh. You'll have to drop it, and I mean it, drop it immediately. <laughs> um, no, there's there's all sorts of quite, it's quite tame, really. I'm still playing, so I didn't go down the route of um, some of my ex teammates uh. <laughs> who have, did, did, uh, did school, didn't. <laughs> have thrown have thrown a number of people under the bus <laughs> because they don't have to work with them anymore. Imagine, imagine if you'd done that and then gone, shit, I'm actually going to come back Shit, I'm still playing. I'm still <laughs> Shit, I'm to work on Monday. I'm like, everything all right? Yeah, he's sorry about what I said in the book. It's a, it's a fictional story. It's a fi- yeah, but you used my name. Oh yeah, uh, shit. I've really balls this one up. Did, no, this. Didn't I talk ha- about Haskell did a little bit. Did Haskell to reveal quite a lot? Wasn't that right or something? Uh, like that? James has revealed a huge amount in his book. I think it's his third or fourth book, but this one is the only one that's about his about him. I mean, the rest mm. were. Um, Cookery books. I want to think books on DJing. DJ, how to make a scrambled egg whilst doing a DJ set is one of his uh, tricks. Um, no, I talk I, just a load of random bollocks stories, really, that I've experienced um, over the years. Um, one of my favourites is not once but twice. I was collared by drug testers. I've been collared many a time by drug testers. I don't know why. It's what do you mean, like collared? What, is, what do you mean, collared? Well, they, like, they turn, they turn, turn up. up at, they turn up and they're like, "You're being tested today, Mr. Marlow," and you're like, "Oh, okay." Just, <laughs> just, just checking whether I spent the weekend at Bougie's or not. You know, <laughs> whether I need to, you know, shave all my hair. Joking. This is clearly a joke. Clearly, clearly joking. I don't do any gear whatsoever, and I've never ever been to Bougie's. I don't even know what it is. Um, Anyway, there's not once but twice a drug tester has turned up at the door um, and I haven't been able to produce a sample because it's on both occasions been very early in the morning and the way my uh, body rhythm goes is the first thing I do in the morning is I pass... Yeah. Pass poo. That's not even a yeah. saying. Not, what is yeah, the word I'm looking for? You pass poo. I pass poo. Yeah, you, I, pa- uh, I, pa- I pass my wife a turd. Your <laughs> yes, that's it. There you go. I make, I make a move. I make a move on my wife with my bowels, um, as also known as scat loving. Um, anyway, so usually I wake up and the first thing I do is I have a poo, um, and. More often than not, do you guys get this as well? Yeah, you poo, it's true, you, but you, you, yeah, because that's when you go to sleep. It like cooks the poo. It cooks you, it. You, you, you cooks it. You cleanse. You, you cooks the poo. <laughs> Fucking hell! 
cooks the food. I'm the idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I get up. Oh, fucking. Just buy the book and you'll find out the rest of the story. Oh, God. That was, uh, was an Adam Hess joke. The poo uh, but it do, you, you, you do. You cleanse your body in the morning. That's why you ever. Yeah, and in the if a drug tester is coming at me early doors, you're talking like five, six o'clock in the morning. Um. I've already chat. I've already yeah. chat. No, no, no. Already he's chat. not asking for a stool sample, Jamie. That's not how it works. He just wants urine. Yeah, I don't know. No, that was just a random. What sort of drug side. test do you think goes? Oh, I'm going to test your your system today by asking you to turd in a bag for me. This isn't like this isn't Wellington College where you're just pooing in bags and setting them alight in your dorms. You're saying that you you see you can't you can't piss once you've done that in the morning. Well, no, because I because I piss when I poo. You yeah. know that's my mo- that's my morning routine. It's hard so then to, I go down, to separate them, isn't it? Yeah, I go down to the door. I you know I answer it and Keith Jarrett. Hello, Joe. It's Keith Jarrett from UK Anti Doping. I'm like Keith. What a fine morning it is, and it's fantastic to see you. But I'm going to leave you there because I've got to put clothes on. He said, "Well, I'm going to have to mark that down." I went, "Yeah, you can mark it down whatever you want, or you can see me here start bollock naked with a semi lob on. It's your choice." Um, so then I did let him in. We sat down, made him a cup of tea, chatting away, you know, the small talk, a bit like what we've done for the last hour. Mm-hmm. Um, caught, caught up with him and then it dawned on me that I went, I hadn't been for my morning poo yet because, you know, it was, it was that time. And uh, I wasn't going to be able to provide him a urine sample unless I also went for a poo because, you know, when you're that thing. And I said to him, um, sorry, Keith. He went, what? I said, uh, I'm ready to provide my sample now, but... I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to poo whilst I do it. And he went. I was hoping he'd go. Yeah, that's fine. I'll just wait until you do the next one. He said, No, that's not a problem. Brilliant. Let's go straight away. And I've got Does this he watch single. You do it. Yeah, well, he has to. He, I've always. Because you can. He might think I've got. There's there's stories of someone having fake penises with horse urine in it, so, and then provided horse piss as their as their sample because they're you know on their head on gear and shit. So he has to see it all. And I've got this small. Uh, cubicle downstairs cubicle um, you've built a cubicle well, you know, like it's a small toilet it's a small guest toilet okay what do you call the downstairs toilet downstairs toilet yeah it's, spare, a, small downstairs, toilet. it's a small downstairs toilet I thought you built a cubicle in your house <laughs> and for some reason to make it even worse i'd painted it black everywhere was black with chalk paint because originally oh. it was like a small section and i went yeah let's be edgy and just paint the ceiling and everywhere with black with black so it's all really dark and dingy it's six o'clock in the morning and um i just have to i have to do it and he's there like two (laughs) two foot away from me he's given me the sample pot and i'm i'm just letting letting go i'm just destroyed like an explosion in a chocolate factory springs to mind and this poor bloke this poor bloke is having to maintain eye contact with me the entire time and then stares down to see me pass the sample to which i then have to screw the sample i put it on the side the the little windowsill that is there but i obviously have to carry on with the rest of rest of my time in there and it, but he has to watch the sample the entire time. So he still stood outside the door, <laughs> hearing everything, embracing the whole atmosphere whilst going, you finished yet? Or thing. And I'm like, yes, Keith, I'll just wipe up and then we can crack on with the, the formalities of it all. Um, so, yeah, just stories like that, really. So oh. I haven't really sold it particularly well. I should have no, that's, lied. That's a good story. 
should have Mate, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Also, we got a. We I know we mentioned at the beginning. We got. What's your podcast called, and where can we get it? Uh, there we go. Come on. So you you mentioned earlier about there being no egos in rugby, in mm-hmm. your in your opinion. And yeah. I went. There's egos in every walk of life. Not in the podcasting world. Uh, unless you call your podcast after you. Um, so it's called the Joe Marler Show. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. Brilliant. Uh, I didn't want that. I said I don't want this to be called this, and they went, "You can't. You have to do it." And funnily enough, it was the same people that said to come on this podcast oh. um, that that made the decision for me. <laughs> I love that. I hope I'm going to tell them to make more decisions for you that you have to go and do things. <laughs> Joe, you have to go and do this next. This is just all these decisions. Um, Wait, so so so, Joe, who do you think is the is the hardest man in in rugby? Toughest, hard- toughest guy. Toughest guy in rugby. Yeah. Um, tough. Yeah. Well, who's, who's, who's the hardest? Courtney team? Laws is quite tough, no? Yeah. Courtney Courtney Laws is tough. Um, Spidey. Tough in rugby. There's loads actually, mate. There is yeah. loads. Who's the toughest I've played against? Gone. Cool. Yeah, you're tough. <laughs> Are you flirting with him? Oh, the... <laughs> cool. You're tough. Oh. So you're tough, a real man, man, you. Nice. God, you're so tough. Cool, you got a nice bit of gruff about you. Yeah. You yeah. are so tough. Oh, tough. Oh, yeah. Come on, let's go for a beer. Um, In the eight bells. Come God, on, you're tough. It's the six bells. Have some respect. <laughs> Fucking hell. If you're going to make the joke, make it with respect. Um, t- well, I'll tell you, one of the toughest books I've played alongside is a, is a small lad. Called um, Tom Youngs, Tom Leicester Youngs? bloke. Yeah, Tom Youngs, really? Leicester boy, horrible, but lovely. Is he really that tough? Do you find the smaller ones are the generally the generally tougher because they take bigger hits, right? No, they're generally tougher because they've always yeah, like, had a chip on their shoulder yeah. for the most of their life, and they're so. just mean. Just like, yeah, they're stinks. just it's just oh, they're all oh, yeah. They don't care. They love it. They love everything yeah. about it. Do you know? You know what I'm starting to realise is that no one listening can actually see my face <laughs> apart from you two. Do, do you know so what you look like when you're doing that? You're doing it. You look like Gimli from Lord of the Rings when you're doing. Brilliant, <laughs> excellent. So I've come on here just to be abused by. You look like the um, little. Is he a dwarf? That's what you look like when you're doing that. That's ironic coming from you, Jamie. <laughs> I tell you what, when this COVID shit's over <laughs> and I'm up in southwest London having a night out on the tan and we and we bump into each other in Mahikis, um, I'm going to fill you in. <laughs> And I'll also probably get some of my pals to fill you in as well. In fact, DC pr- would probably fill you in as well, wouldn't he? Or are, yeah. you, are you mates? Are you mates yeah, now? Every, I think most of them probably would as well. Oh, I think okay, most. Who is, okay, here's the last question before we go to the answer. Who's the most talented person you've played with or against? And you can't see yourself. Most talented player I've played with. Oh, yeah, that's good, that. What's what's that? Is what that your washing machine? Was that a drum roll? Was that a drum roll? The helicopter. <laughs> oh, his helicopter's just landed. Yeah. He's, uh, it's taking you for lunch I got, somewhere. I've actually got run, guys. Right, yeah, yeah. Wrap it up. Answer the question quickly. I've got to go for dinner with um, the Queen. Um, who's the most talented? Oh, yeah. there's been a fair amount. Um... The talisman, Danny Kerr, he's fucking wonderful still. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, 
Nick Evans at club level. Nick Easter. Really? Minty. Minty. Oh, mate, you fucking Minty. He was unbelievable. In fact, I'm going to go with Minty. Do you think unbelievable. so? Yeah, he did, mate, he didn't do any training. He didn't do any gym. He didn't give a shit. Really? And yet, he'd turn up on a Saturday and nine times out of ten, he's the best player on the pitch. His really? mind, his rugby brain, his natural ability, he had this like old man strength, you know, like... yeah. yeah. Just, oh, and he was, he's just, yeah, he was, he's the best player I've played with. Really? Yeah, 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 he was. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. It's an all right answer. There we go, we got it. Well, I do, exactly. It's, it's, it's subjective, isn't it, Francis? Francis, this is the big moment. We have to reveal the answer to the question of the week. Is this the end? This, this is coming, well, to, coming the end, up to the Francis, end, Francis. What, what day is right, it? So, so, so you, it's no, so what year, Jamie? Okay, what year? What, what year was the worst to be alive? Mm-hmm. And you said 1066, the Great Fire of London. I, that's not actually when the Great Fire of London was. No, but... 1605 was a, was that gunpowder plot? No, 1605 wasn't the gunpowder. wasn't the Great Fire of London. That's a stupid answer. <laughs> when was? Can't, I'm going to. You're not allowed to Google it. I mean, that's cheating. If you, no, you even know that they, plot, yeah, gunpowder plot. Let, they don't let you Google on well, who wants oh, to be a millionaire. Oh, Gunpowder Plot was 1605. No, 1666 was the Great Fire of London. Oh, 1605 was Gunpowder Plot. But, uh, and Jamie, you said 2020. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. I, Give us the answer, Francis. Yeah, what is it? The, the answer is, so, so, so it's not, you might have said, you might have thought that it would be the Black Death, 1349. Nope, didn't think that. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the Black Death. wasn't 1918 when the flu, the Spanish right. flu killed... Uh, Run 100 yeah. million young adults. Fucking hell. Imagine yeah. that. The, 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 the Spanish flu killed, killed like 100 million young adults, like people our age. Yeah, yeah, it killed a lot of people. And it lasted for two uh, years. 100 million? Fif- yeah, between yeah. 50 to 100 million. Yeah. And hang on, what are we at worldwide with COVID? Like a, a million or a something. A mi- million or something. Yeah, yeah. It one in one in something like something the Spanish flu, something like one in four people were affected. Yeah, but or, it was also, that's why. Or it was, died or something? Because obviously COVID is like an older mortality rate. Generally. We still haven't got the answer. What's the answer? <laughs> the, the answer is not uh, 2020. <laughs> but, uh, but most historians believe it was 536 AD. Yes. I you knew that. knew it was you that, that one. You knew that. Yeah. I, know, I know because I read... Um, you should be embarrassed, book. Really. No, yeah, I should have known that because I Do read... Do you know what? Michael you were Mc... quite right. You were quite close in, in one sense. There was a mysterious fog... That, that yeah, basically it was covered to do with the, the temperatures of the, the world. Sky. Yeah, and, yeah, and the temperature fell to 1.5 degrees Celsius. How do you know that, Joe? Because I read this book by uh, an old historian, one of my favourites, called Michael McCormick. Ah, uh, yes, Michael McCormick, uh, exactly. You know him? Yeah. How do you know him? Because he's one of the people who, 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 who wrote about 536 being the worst year to be alive. Oh, you don't know him personally? No, I don't know him. No, no. no. Oh, it's less impressive then. <laughs> No, but, um, but yeah, but what I, what I was getting at was that you 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 kind of mocked me for the Great Fire of London, saying, "Oh yeah, the people of Africa would have been really pissed off with that." And I went, "Yes, because it would have created a massive smoke cloud, which would have affected the temperature well, of the area." But you were obviously, right. you were right with that. I was right. Thank you. Were right you. With so that. You were right with I that. might have been a few years out, but but I'm, it's, I've but learned it's, something new. It's true, and and it got it got to so for the next decade it was like around two two and a half degrees Celsius. So that's like ten hold, years. The coldest, uh, the coldest decade in the past two thousand three hundred years. 
all the that. crops crop it was it the s- snow fell in the summer in china it was, it was awful well, well there we go see yeah. hey um joe marlock hey. i'm gonna put it out there possibly one of my favorite podcasts of the year oh it was a good one not, yeah. I'm, I'm not just saying that it was 2020 has been a good it year was, it was a joe marlock was on yeah. uh i've got a, a source very close to you two um mm-hmm. basically your producer nick Told me that you said exactly the same thing to no. Mr. Mr. Wim Hof. No, we did so not say that to Wim you, Hof. You, you can you can shove your uh, you can shove your praise um, up your ass actually because I know it's false. It's, it's not. False. It's actually not false. I, I actually, it's actually it's actually completely genuine. Hey, also Joe. Um, so go and why don't everyone just go and check out Joe's podcast, Joe Marler podcast, very original. The Joe Marler Show. And, it's Joe called the Joe, Ma- it's called the Joe Marler Show. <laughs> the Joe Marler Show. <laughs> the Joe Marler Method. Loose <laughs> Joe, Joe Marler Method. Also, if you're bored of Wim Hof telling you how to breathe, <laughs> I also teach how to breathe uh, heavily into a microphone. So tune in to the Joe Marler Show. Um, Mate, Joe, all jokes aside as well, buddy, um, you're a legend on the field. And... Uh, <laughs> And so sincere. Yeah, yeah. So I was sincere. trying to be sincere. I was trying to be nice. Yeah, you actually have to make eye contact, not look down at your script. <laughs> and there is, I was trying to be nice for a second. Nah, I'm sick of it. You just, you've stitched me up from minute one with Oogs FaceTiming me during it, and then revealing croissant, and you can't even say the word. All right, croissant. So listen. Ah! <laughs> all right. Listen, also, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners, this is going to be great, with something inspirational. So, come on. Uh, from me or you? From, from you. You have to do it. You have to, something inspirational. Okay. Um, there, there, is, there is always a choice. That's great. That's, you're, you're surprised at yourself. You're surprised at yourself <laughs> with that one. You're surprised at yourself with that one. <laughs> Hey, Joe Marler, you (laughs) legend. Everybody, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.